Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is already the 9th of April. We have Easter on Sunday. We have Passover. We have everything coming up this weekend. And guess what? We're all going to go through these crazy times in a different way. And um, I don't know what it's going to be like when we're, I guess, open to do things the way we used to. But I have a dream from someone who this virus, I guess, was getting to in their dreams. But it also, the past two nights, although I do remember last night's dream, I'm also starting to have virus-related dreams. But last night I was dreaming about China, um, you know, hiding the problem within themselves, like not allowing people to um, know what really went on. And a lot of it was for the guilt of how it started. They didn't want to be blamed. They didn't want anyone to realize what a big issue that they were having, not with the virus itself, but how they get there every single time. And so um, that was my dream. And I thought, oh, I'm I'm not like trusting. I, I want to know more. And And so that was what I was thinking as I'm waking up and I'm like, oh, wow, <laughs> today's Dream Theme Thursday. Normally, I don't remember my dreams that much. They, they've they got to be like really, but this just wouldn't go away. It was like I was thinking out loud. But this dream, it says these days with the virus are really interesting. In this past week, I had many nightmares. All my dreams were gray and gloomy. People broke into my home, killed and violated my friends. I had to face a monster, which I could not kill. Finally ran away from it successfully. Then I had to go through a breakup. I even saw my great-grandma, who died in a dream, and my mother. These dreams stick out from my dream routine because they were in such dull colors. Usually they are quite clear and bright. Just last night, there was a slight improvement. Dreams brightened up a bit. Thank you so much. Stay safe and well. We're just, and and this is why, you know, all the worst was coming out of you. And and I would bet my life that this is happening to a lot of us now. We're starting to dream about this. We're starting to internalize it and realize it, and we're all growing with it. Um, you know, just looking at how our leaders dealt with it tells you that nobody believed for any moment that this would be as dark as it has become. But never forget, and Christ says this all the time, there's always going to be more light than dark. And we have to focus on the light able to make it through any of the dark times in our history and any of the dark times that we will ever face. In your dream, what you're really feeling was a loss of control. This could happen and that could happen. All the stuff that normally is in place every day didn't feel like it was in place anymore. It just didn't feel like it. But a very interesting turn of events 
is happening in this time. People who are normally alone or don't go out that much feel like they are like everybody else now because now nobody can. So they don't feel like, oh, I'm missing this. Everybody's out having fun. Everybody's out doing this or that. They don't feel that right now. What they are experiencing in a very unusual way, a step up. Like, well, everybody's home now. I'm just like everybody else right now. Or if they were a germaphobe, everyone's a germaphobe now. I finally fit in. And I've heard these comments. But the more interesting thing is that you start to feel like there's a lawlessness because there is like this weird lawlessness that comes with a virus that nobody understands yet. Every day we understand a little bit more, but it's a wild card because some people that are already healthy don't make it, that are like 94 years old. There was one 104, I think, in Italy that made it through one of the wars that made it, that was, I can't remember if they were here. Maybe it was with the Spanish flu and then one of the wars, and now they made it through the coronavirus. And they're hundred something. And someone's like, wow, I want that guy's genealogy. But we are right now all in this together, not in the way we think, because we all have different roles, right? There's the doctors and the nurses and the grocery store workers. They're all our frontline people. Yeah, our grocery store workers. So the world turned upside down for everybody. There was a girl who works in a grocery store who was on television yesterday saying, how did I become an essential worker? It was almost like she was upset by her turn of reality that all of a sudden her job was important when She took that job to just kind of make ends meet. The fact that in your dream, you ran away from it successfully, and then you had to go through a breakup, then you saw old people. It was like you were all over the map because of that lack of control. The only consistent thing was that it felt like it was because you're normally seeing colors, you're normally seeing hope, you're normally seeing beautiful things. But the monster is the virus, and you couldn't kill it because no one knows how to kill it yet. So your brain doesn't have that, but now everything's breaking away from you. You're breaking up. You saw your your grandmother who died in a dream with your mom, which made you feel like your mom was gone with your grandmother. And it stuck out because it wasn't a positive dream. But you're saying your dream started to brighten up a bit. Because as the days go on, as the days go on, we start to realize, oh, my God, I woke up again. And then the next day, oh, my God, I woke up again. And then the next day, oh, my God, I'm still waking up. 
yes, this is going on. For whatever reason, I'm where I belong. And we have already started, whether we wanted to or not, building a new normal into our lives because we are survivors. And we're starting to understand what we can control and what we can't control. So now we're going into the question phase. Like my brain went into the question phase. Well, why are they hiding everything? There was a doctor who started to expose what was going on in China, nowhere to be seen. They can't find her. Another one, I think, got the virus and died. The two that were willing to talk. So that put out this SOS that something else is going on. But is it a conspiracy theory? Is it a, wow, how could their numbers, there's no way that could compute? Not with what we do know. Whatever it is, it caused questions in my mind. And when I heard it, whenever I heard it on the news, I did not give it much attention. Because I usually, you know, the infighting and the political stuff, I I don't care about because it's, it's personally motivated most of the time, 90% of the time. And the fighting and the infighting, all of that, I figured that's their job. Let them work it out. I did not choose that to be my job for a reason. But somehow that got in and the question started. But this dream was from a couple weeks ago when all of this started when we did feel out of control. And this is the time, if there's ever a time in our lives to feel like we sure as heck don't know what's coming. And we're realizing that all we can control and manage, as J.D. always says, my 50 feet. Whatever's around your 50 feet, wherever you are at any given time, whatever's around you is yours to deal with. We can't force situations, and we can't unforce them. Wherever you are is where you belong. A lot of people in this, there was a doctor that treated COVID, got it, recovered from it, and went back to work. All he had to say about it was, The whole time I was home, and I knew I had to be home, the illness didn't feel as bad as not being with my colleagues and knowing what they were facing. And we are seeing the beauty. We are seeing the people of our countries who make the country run, and they are the ones that don't get the attention. I think one of the most interesting things about the virus is that everybody who is, um, you know, like the newscasters or whoever it is, and they are all right now filming from their homes. And they don't have the makeup on and they don't have the, you know, they're not dressed the same. But we're looking into people's homes. It's become very personal. 
because they can't leave. Nobody can leave. We're doing everything we can to keep people healthy. And it's become very personal. Francis writes in the chat, I've been wondering if this is the end of the cult of celebrity. Everyone just looks like a person now, don't they? It could be. I've had that thought. I already said to my kids, it's going to be so different when we come out of this. It's already different. But probably half of the restaurants or more that we used to go to will not be there anymore. Grocery stores are going to be looked at much differently from now on. What we need and what we don't need is much more clear. I also believe we are, and and Francis just wrote this, we are seeing who is important. We are realizing because we never, ever, ever, never in any of our lifetimes had to think about survival. We had to think about survival. I keep saying that I don't like the reason, but the fact that we are all off calendar, we don't have anything on our calendars, not even Easter, not even Passover, not even Ramadan, not even no matter what's going on in life, we don't have anything on calendar. And there's something about that that feels good. I don't know exactly what it is, but there's something about it that feels right, right now. And you're watching everyone scramble. The basketball league saying, we might do a certain kind of game, or the baseball league saying, well, we'll go back, but we'll be six feet apart. But you can't. You have to walk in. You have to walk out. You shower. You can cut out 90% of what you do, and there's still that 10% where you can't get away from it. And a fight, one of those um, boxing matches, they found some remote island to go have the fight on, as though we can run away from this. I don't know if that's going through or not yet. But people are trying to grasp onto that old world because they have no idea who they are without that ID, that identification put on them. We're trying in every way we can. That's a form of trying. Creating a routine, being at home, letting a routine create itself. All of those things are happening now. Our homes are becoming our sanctuaries. Some of us are being, in a weird way, it's kind of interesting, introduced to being home on a regular basis. Home was a place to wake up and sleep for a lot of people. But being home is different. Looking at what you've accumulated that you can do, what books do you have? If your Internet goes out, what DVDs do you have? What do you have downloaded that you can actually do or participate in? Do you want to exercise and move? You start getting antsy. You have to move. You start running in place just to move your body because your body's like, I need to move. All these things are, are the cooking part. You know, I found there's certain days, there's days where I'm hungry and I, I want to eat more, and then there's days where I'm like, 
I don't know if I need all that energy. It's not about feeling like eating. It's like I don't want to be stuffed and not moving. It's really an interesting thing, but these are just fleeting thoughts that just come and go. And here we're not supposed to go to the grocery store for the next two weeks unless we really, really, really have to. I think on Monday they said, you know, go out and get what you need because this is going to, we got to hunker down. This is going to be a really tough next two weeks. So everybody's hunkering down. But when I do go to the grocery stores, they're not packed. The parking lots are not full. There's a line out the door. I know, and I'm going to say this, so now it's probably going to go away. But if you go at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, nobody's there. You can get in without waiting in line, most cases. But if you go in the morning, everyone goes in the morning because they think morning first, morning first. But it turns out that when we're leaving at around 3, there is no line. So we started going at 3, even to Costco. So stuff like that is stuff now we're learning. We're learning this. We're figuring this out. We're figuring out our way because we are resilient which we will always be, we are capable. Once we figure something out, we start internalizing it and dreaming about it and getting all our, our fears and our thoughts and all of that out of us. And now we're used to staying home. And I'm thinking, imagine now someone calling us in two months from now and saying, do you want to go out and do whatever? And you're like, I don't know. I'll let you know. I'll get back to you. We got used to knowing our family in a different way. We enjoy their company now. We got through all the, oh, let's catch up. Well, we caught up. Here we are. Here we are. Caught up. And now going, what do we do now? Well, now we're creating projects. I literally ordered in, in I want to say I didn't build it. Well, I put it together, but like this little thing for our bathroom, but it took me a day. I mean, it wasn't little. It's taller than I am, but I put it together myself because I wanted to do something. I literally ordered it and put it together to do something, to challenge myself. Like, can I put that together? And it turned out I could, and I did. And I love it. all the reorganization, all this, I thought, gosh, I didn't even know I needed that. But it feels so good to have done it. So we're we're getting there. And the way we're getting there is why we're doing what we're doing right now. We are remembering our capability because a lot of people say, I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. I got to get someone to do that. Well, that someone is you right now. It's us. And we're figuring it out. So I hope and let me know if your dreams have changed because this one is one of your older dreams and it's been coming up for two weeks and I keep missing it. So here we are. So let me know. I have another dream and this one is I have a new dream. My saga with romantic dreams continues. LOL. In the dream, I saw a man. He looked like my cousin's boyfriend. The man in the dream had the most beautiful blue eyes. They were warm, radiant, and felt like purity. 
It seemed like I could fall, fell in love. Thanks. Much love. This is my romantic dream person, and she is on a quest. You know, there are, and I have to say this, there are certain cultures that take away the ability from a person to openly date. Or you'd get in trouble or everyone gets in your business or it's bad. So what happens to the people who are subjected to that kind of thinking, whether it's religious or cultural or both or whatever the reasons are, they become hyper-focused on dating. And who wants them, why, who they want, why. And none of it includes who that person is. It's all the fantasy all the fantasy. They want me. They want to have sex with me. They look like this. They look like that because there isn't in that brain of that human being looking past what they see because they haven't been able to experience past what they see for the most part. And I was one of those people because my culture totally shut that down. I had all this education and none when it came to dating. So I thought everybody was good, like my dad. I had a great dad. And when someone kind of looked like my dad, I thought, oh, they're like my dad. And then I found out they were nothing like my dad. But all I had to go on was how they looked. So we take something that we think is the ultimate beauty, whether it's their hair, their face, their height, their eyes, their whatever, and we decide that they're pure, just like this dream. The color of his eyes got him the girl. Think about that. And then you get to know the person and you say, but... You know, yeah, he did that. That's okay. He's got beautiful blue eyes. Oh, and he did that too. Oh, that's okay. Beautiful blue eyes. Because you decided that they were warm and radiant and felt like pure beauty. But the person who has those eyes, you don't know how they think. He may he may be that guy, but he may not. And I'm really, really happy you sent in this dream because... It's a chance to tell you that nothing is as it seems nor as it is seen. Do have to go a step further. He could turn out to be the most wonderful person in the world, and he can turn out to be someone you could be friends with, and that feeling may transfer itself into a friendship instead of a um, kind of idolizing his eyes. Or it could be like, oh, wow, I'm glad I dodged that bullet. But you don't know. And until you get past that, falling in love with somebody's eyeball color, I know that sounds funny to say, but I have to say it that way to drive to the reality is how people walk into 
situations that they're not sure of what's behind it. It's like if you go to buy a house and the facade on the house looks beautiful, which there was a house down the block when I first moved to California, and I didn't understand the movie industry yet, and I did not know that people put their houses in a registry that they can use for the movie industry, and they would pay people like 5000 or $10,000 a month of them using that house. And people would leave their house, stay in a hotel for maybe 2000 for that month, but they would get paid like five to 10000 so they were always ahead, right? So there's people who did that. I did not know that at the time. So there was this house down the block, and it was like, you know, width-wise, it was very short. But the front of the house looked absolutely beautiful. And I'd always thought, God, I want to see the inside of that house. I never did. But I passed it every day just to go to the store wherever I was going. And I kept thinking, but boy, that's a short house. What do they have in that house? And it turned out that house was painted and repainted and repainted as a beautiful front for a movie, but there was nothing behind the facade. So would I wanted to live there? Probably not, because it wouldn't have been big enough or wide enough, I guess. So it just we have to look beyond, and this is just telling you that the way you think of romance is more that fantasy of, oh, we met and we fell in love. We meet and then we just know. I know it sounds weird to say that, but it comes with a comfort because sometimes the person may not look like the person you thought you wanted. And that happens more times than not. Sometimes you just feel a connection. It happened to me once. My kids were really young and I walked into an emergency room And I saw a man, and he turned out to be the doctor that my kids were going to see. And I just felt connected to him. I don't know him. I still don't know him. I still don't know his name. I I don't know anything about him. But I remember saying to myself, red hair? Where did that come from? I don't even know if I know a man with red hair now. But he had red hair. That's all I remember, kind of his face. I remember him telling me about my kids, but I also remember the connection, and it was the connection that stayed with me. Whatever that was, I don't know. I wasn't going to explore it. I was married. I wasn't going to do anything about it. It's not my, it wasn't my thing, but I just remember feeling connected, and I don't know why I felt connected, and it wasn't meant for me to ever know why, but it really surprised me that of what he looked like because it wasn't somebody I would have ever thought to seek out. So we just don't know what we don't know. But your dreams are telling you a lot over and over again because you're the one who has the dreams of somebody wanting to have sex with you. Well, nine times out of ten, when guys are attracted to a woman, they think of that. So that's not a a, a no-brainer, but sometimes for women, they're like, he wanted to be with me. See if he wants to be with you 
with and without that, not just for that, or not just for color of eyes, or not just for how they dress, what they drive, where they live, what they do. Falling in love is a connection. Everything else is a curiosity until you know who you're dealing with. And it may validate the love or it may say, oh, wait a minute, that, that goes over here. And that's what your dreams, I'm, I'm so glad you send them in regularly because it, you're young and it helps you have an insight as to the level of maturity, just like I was totally immature in that area of my life. And things like that would have, when I was younger, attracted me. But we have to see past what we're dealing with because relationships every day and the way somebody looks becomes different over time depending on how they are received by you. You guys, I ran out of time. It is like 10 seconds to go. I love you. I will see you tomorrow. Please be safe. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.